Hello, you're welcome to the Bible and I podcast where I have simple and fun conversations with everyday people who have knowledge or some form of experience with the scriptures. Over time gathering these stories, I've come to learn a lot about who God is, the person of Jesus Christ, and overall how to better practice the Christian faith. And I believe they can do the same for you. So join in on the conversations as we explore life through the Bible. I'm your host and my name is George Ape. Hey guys, today I have Samuel, oh, Pastor Sam, also known as The Elder, a resident pastor of Building on the World Lighthouse Church, Kaduna Branch. He's a skilled teacher of God's word and every moment with him is an eye-opening experience. I can tell you about that. Today he'll be taking us through what it means to say that God's inspired men to write down the scriptures or do mighty things and are recorded in the scripture. This is a series among many other series that tries to handle the question, what is the Bible and why should I care? Do well to subscribe, share, and like our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it. And also remember, you can send us a voicemail, which could be aired on our next show. Um, you're welcome. So, here's a... Uh, Samuel. Yo. <laughs> Good to have you again, bro. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah. For, we had recording last week, and here we are doing this again, guy. I mean, it never yeah. gets old though for me. Uh, I was like, how do I get to drag this family man on a regular day? <laughs> like, well, that's because I have an understanding family. So, <laughs> so I, I, I always would love to make time out for stuff like this and for people like you. Uh, hmm. yeah. All right. So, uh, Samuel, you're welcome. Thank you, sir. And we are going to be hitting this um, whole topic again about inspiration of um, scriptures. And But before we go into our teachings for today, Sam, I think we really want to know more about you. Having hmm. read through your profiles with all of those, um, we, 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 we the formalities in that, <laughs> I think we should get to meet you as a person somehow. <laughs> I that's 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 one of the I feel one of the hardest thing you can tell anybody to do. <laughs> Who are you? It's a question that a lot of people try to answer for a lifetime. Because yeah, right. we keep evolving and um, discovering a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right, but um I think in a nutshell, Samuel is a child of God, born again. Field, <laughs> yeah, it's something to celebrate. It's worth celebrating. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no greater joy than um, being born again. Uh-huh. Born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, I am a husband. Uh-huh. I am a father of one. Yes, Nemo and my <laughs> Yeah, shout out to my wife, yeah. Mercy, and my daughter, yeah, Nima. She, she sent me a message. I, I couldn't really get I think she didn't land the point. Like, she was trying to school me. Was it a personal message or yeah, was it through me? It your account, okay, right? was it was it a voice note? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was saying that um, podcast recordings like this should be done amongst married men. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I knew it was like some serious thing, but I, I didn't get it clear. I, I, was, I, think I was not in the state of mind to want to get that message clear. Because I no, knew no, it was no. that. Come on, guys. Take it easy on me, bro. Well, I mean, she she's just enthusiastic <laughs> about seeing you put a ring on whoever's finger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that I'm, I'm married. I have a child. Um, I'm a... I'm an ordained... But when you talk about church ordination, I'm an yeah. ordained um, pastor um, serving on the building on the word, the Lighthouse yeah. um, Church, headquarters in Abuja, city of Abuja, Guarimpa, and then branches all over um, Zaria, Jaji, here in Kaduna, oh. where I am, yeah. and then um, Jos, the city of Jos. And I have the honor and privilege of starting the walk here in Cardona. So you could you could refer to me as a resident pastor. Oh, oh. yeah. Um outside of that, um I'm actually quite a reserved family man. Uh-huh. Yeah, but outside of that you will find me doing a lot of business. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm I'm either family or I'm either uh. ministry or I'm either out uh. trying to um, run or start a business. Yeah, I, you do you do a lot of business. I mean, <laughs> I mean like a business thing. You alright, Samuel? So let's just go into a dive. I what was it like, Samuel, growing up um, in a place like Kaduna, like hmm. yeah. I think I forgot mentioning that we're childhood friends. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> childhood buddies, bro. Have you have you actually grown up outside of Cardinal at any point? No, bro. No, yes, bro. so I think we're on the I'll same be, page here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I practically live my life in PD. Yeah, born, brought up, school, like bro. <laughs> here, man. We're still here. <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, okay, okay, easy. Cool, please. I mean, we love all of these things happening right now. I feel like that's like the bad vibe of TV. Like. I, I think a lot of people who have not been um, to North Central, especially yeah. places like Kaduna, for instance, yeah. actually get to um, have the idea of Kaduna from the news. And I know the news, they're always, yeah. always giving you bad news. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... Really this attack here that attack yeah. there and they're talking about Kaduna South yeah. um, and all of that but then the main city of Kaduna is actually a cool place to live that's not to say we don't get to have all those issues that you hear about on the news yeah. and sometimes it's underhyped yeah. yeah sometimes it is but um, I mean I've lived in this city I was born here I grew up here I got married yeah. and I'm raising my family oh, here yeah. I mean so um, my family house, my family yeah. house is still in Cardinal and all of that. Although all my siblings, I mean, yeah. <laughs> just uh, ran away out. <laughs> Stuff took them out though. But, but then I'm, I'm still here. And I um, actually have a strong love for this city, mm. um, especially for um, the people of this city. I have a strong desire to see um, the establishment of Christ the, the the government of Christ here and now, I mean, so 
that's why I'm still here. Yeah. I mean, I could oh. I could have left a long time ago. Mm. I could even leave right now. Yeah. But something just keeps me here. Yeah. Something More something like about this city. Oh. Something about the people I, 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 I get to meet on a daily basis. People I get to um that that, that live around me in the environment where yeah. I stay and all. You know, um growing up and then um growing up in KD as a teenager I used to have this backup quote that says bloom where you're planted. Hmm. And I just have that belief that I really have to get myself all fixed up from hmm. where I mm-hmm. can because yeah. um, I, I could make it happen wherever I am. I, yeah, that that's actually powerful. Yeah. You know, you hear people who say stuff like, uh, Nadia, they happen and, and yeah, they move. Yeah, then and then you go there and you're still hustling. Bro, you're str- in fact, the, the struggle becomes more. I mean, the, the pressure becomes more because you're in a different environment. Yeah. I even feel it's even easier to live in KD. Of course, Lagos is a I mean, it's a vibing city yeah, no, and yeah. all of that. There are a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. A lot of things get get to Lagos yeah. fast. Yeah. Before it comes down north, I mean, Lagos has mm. caught up with it and is a, a fast city. Yeah. Good, everybody is on their on yeah. their heels. One of the things about being in Cardinal is just it, it allows you to breathe. Mm. Yeah, you know, breathe. it allows you to yeah. breathe. It allows you to 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 think clearly. I mean, a city like Lagos will actually put put you on the edge yeah. and put you under pressure to get it right. But then the challenge with the pressure Lagos puts on you is that if you miss it, man, you're, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> if you miss it, you're gone. But then, I mean, a place like Cardinal, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, I mean, Cardinal is a better city yeah. in that regard. But then it, it allows you. So it's not about, oh, that's the vibing place. This is where it's happening. Yeah. I personally believe that you are the happening platform. I mean, yeah. you are the platform. And so you make your your space what what you want it to be because, I mean, God has given us the ability to do it, um, whatever it is that um, he would have us do. So it's not about being in a city. And so if, if, if you think maybe it's because I'm in KD, you possibly might move to that next city and yeah. nothing works yeah, out. Really, so it, first of all, the first question you have to ask is, how personally developed am I? Because yeah. if you're messed up, yeah, man, you're messed if you up go life. there, you still build a messed up life, yeah. right? So, yeah. But if you're, if you're good, if you're personally developed and things are not still working out, mm. then maybe you might consider uh, yeah. moving out. So personal development before... Yeah, before All moving out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what was it like growing up from um, the time? But wait, Samuel, you also have to agree that a lot of things happening, man. Guy, like, I think in two nights ago, yeah. I could hear some gun fires and shots. Yeah, stuff's, know, like, stuff's right. actually happening. And I think really this um, kidnapping guys, the the... I don't want to call the name out. I mean, the hashtag men. Yeah. <laughs> they are getting bolder, yeah, it seems. Yeah, they're getting ground. They're getting bolder and coming into communities that we never expected they, yeah. they we would have ever before. I mean, we thought those things were happening in remote villages, in but, the outskirts of Kaduna. But, but that's that's evil, yeah. Like even never ceases, it never stops. It's only just well, that's the thing. Spread. The world has to get darker. Sorry to say, yeah. the world is not is not built to to 
to be any better. What makes the world better are those who have received the light of salvation and shine that light. Yeah. You get um Isaiah 60. Yeah. Speaking says arise shine for your light has come mm-hmm. and the glory of God has arisen over you. The next verse says cross darkness. Yeah. Covers yeah. the earth. Yeah. And the people. Yeah. Says but then over you the light the, the glory of God, I mean the light of God has shown has arisen. Yeah. So your responsibility is to take that light out. That's why one of my major concerns about the environment I live in, especially up Cardinal South, is the fact that we have so many churches, but little impact. I mean, you've heard me a couple of times say that over. My wife feels like I've become a broken record. At a point, she was like, you know what, can you just stop repeating this stuff over and over again? Because I kept repeating the fact that, I'm I'm tired of church cliches. I'm t- I'm tired of the a whole institutionalized religion, basically mm. a form of godliness and no power. Yeah. And so there's no transformation taking place, and then you just have churches multiplying, no true transformation. Yeah. And so the light we ought to see shining to dispel the darkness yeah. is not shining to the degree more people should be coming to the knowledge of the truth. Because the Bible speaking says God will not have any to perish. Yeah. It's not the will of God that any man should perish, but yeah. that all, not some, all yeah. will come to the knowledge of the truth. And so yeah. I, I feel that's a lot of yeah. work uh, to be done in that regard. Yeah. But that just brings us directly into our topic for today. Hmm. Uh, I remember um, having a conversation at your place and I told you I wanted um, to start up a podcast and i basically would want to explore the bible help me understand why i i share this um same truth Hmm. that i gather to other people i mean it happened one day i i was going through i the bible um i think i was reading on the theme of of calling and i was trying to compare the story of um samuel's call samuel Hmm. How that um, he had God's call, but couldn't recognize that that was God. He mm. had to go three times to Eli, and that of jo- Jonah, mm. of Jonah, who knew it was God talking to him, of Jonah. Like okay, okay, the call of Eli. Yeah, okay, the, the call, call of Samuel and, and Jonah, Jonah. Yeah, and. How that this guy knew who was calling him to be God. I mean, God called you and you'd rather go opposite direction. <laughs> I, I was making that comparison and trying to understand what it means. Like, <laughs> and I, and like how sometimes we're missing it and um, sometimes we know we are like, like that someone who missed it, but he really desired to. Hmm. And this guy who knew it was the <coughs> almighty God talking to you and you're going in opposite direction and I engage in a conversation with someone on WhatsApp and ask them the same question, and she really broke it down in details that I was like, oh, I, I understood, and I, I thought it was nice for those conversations, I think it was more of a voice note kind of conversations, for those conversations to be recorded, hmm. and voila, I started um, advancing until I met up with you, and 
and had that conversation with you and we we kind of had like a session we've had these <laughs> sessions over <laughs> over and over and over again over and over again and that day i were talking and i asked what the bible was and then you asked me a deliberate question and you're like george <laughs> you what is the bible to you and i realized I didn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was I supposed to give a theological meaning to it? Um, 66 books, um, uh, yeah. certain numbers, yeah. or um, this is what he has personally done um, to me. The, the many times I've been inspired by scriptures or... Hmm. or what I've been told in um, some gatherings and all that. So I... I really would want us to go over that again. I mean, yeah. So, uh, for real, that that question still gets me. I, I'm still trying to get it because a lot of times you get we get directions and hmm. sometimes yeah, we get right. really good um, inspiration hmm. and then sometimes it is like a guided book. Um, I mean, um, don't do this, bro. I mean, don't just do that. Hmm. And then we get to see the amazing person of Jesus Christ hmm. and how that he assures us of a wonderful um, promise and paths to walk in the same might that he did and all, oh, but really for sure, man. So I'm going to channel that question back to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So yeah, Samuel, what, what is the Bible, Samuel? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, the Bible, as many know it, um, I, I would like you to know that there are many other books called the Bible. For example, there's a book I have on my phone called Candlestick Bible. <laughs> For instance, right, so you have to understand both from an intellectual position from a spiritual position because we're spiritually minded people and then from God's perspective right so if you're looking at it intellectually the Bible is a compendium of books written by different men Mm. now if you leave it there it, it, it just makes the whole thing sound a bit uh, okay men so why do we trust the authority of those writings and for me this is it we need to understand the fact that these books we're talking about some of most of them are more than 2000 years old they were never originally written in English. The Old Testament, for instance, was yeah. written in, um, um, I think, Hebrew. Hebrew. Then the Aramaic. New Testament was written in Greek. Okay. Right. You get. And so, there were translations, you call them, over time, to preserve these writings. Um so they were not if they were not originally in a compounded book called the bible 
they were, yeah so they were they were they, they were books 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 as the writings kept coming they kept preserving and then eventually they got compounded um into um one book so you have the whole scriptures which is the old testament writings this which, that's what we call the scriptures the laws of moses and the prophets oh. that's what is referred to as the scriptures oh wait wait a minute summer are you saying that the, the bible didn't fall from from the sky <laughs> like like the sky just opened, opened up, up there was lightning then, and nah no, no, i mean why why they called the words of of god it's called the word of god now let me let me let me draw a thin line here the bible contains the word of god mm. but the entire bible is not the word of god why so in the Bible, you find the words of men. Yeah. You find conversations. Yeah. You find stories. You find chronicles, for instance. Yeah. History. Yeah. And history, he, 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 the history of humanity actually back, back checks and, I mean, affirms all of those accounts that you find in Scripture. The reality and the fact that Jesus actually came exists in history yeah. outside the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So even if anybody was going to sit down and argue, was did Jesus actually exist? Was Jesus somebody's imagination? Yeah. Check your history, yeah. world history. Leave your Bible. Go and read world history. Yeah. You would find those things. Yeah. So the Bible contains all of that. And in the Bible, you would find instances where God spoke. But why are those stories? For God, nothing is irrelevant. So those stories, those highlights are there for a reason. They are there to point to something. They are there to reveal something. So that's why we refer to it as the word of God. But then, like I said, intellectually, if you were to look at it that way, Every single thing written in the Bible is not exactly the word of God. Because there are stuff that you read in scriptures that needs to be explained for you to understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Else you just, that's the reason why we just have people who take everything they read hook, line and sinker without proper divide of the word. Um, Paul writing to Timothy talks about um, studying to show yourself approved, the workman that needs to not to be reproved of his or um, and it's not, not to be ashamed, rather, rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. So the Bible needs to be rightly divided. And so having a proper understanding of the scriptures, now that brings us to revelation. So what makes revelation important, oh. what makes revelation powerful is the fact that God, through his spirit, reveals that word. So then, why Will God take the time to try by his spirit to reveal the writings of the Bible to a man? That's because originally those words were inspired by God himself. Hmm. And so we find that in the scriptures in Second Timothy chapter 3 verse um, 16. Where it says um, all scriptures were given by the inspiration of God. 
And so emphatically, I want to remind you that I said that when we use the word scriptures, when we use the word scriptures, we're referring to the Old Testament writing. At the time when 2 Timothy was being written, there was no New Testament writings that were encapsulated in a book. Yes. Yeah, so there were at the time when this was written, that was when the books of the New Testament were being written. Yeah, okay. So when Paul was writing to Timothy to say all scriptures was given by the inspiration of God, he was talking about the old Old Testament writing. It was given by the inspiration of God, the law and the prophets. It was given by the inspiration of God. He goes further to say and is profitable for for doctrine yeah for reproof for correction that the man of god etc etc so but that's not the emphasis the point i'm trying to make is the fact that the scriptures is the inspiration of god so what exactly is the new testament then the new testament is a revelation of all that god was trying to reveal through the old testament the scriptures And so the coming of Christ, his death, burial, resurrection, and then the coming of the Holy Spirit brought us into a new dispensation where the things that were concealed in the Old Testament, in the scriptures, the things that were types and were shadows, like the Bible would say, the things that were hidden were now revealed explained and expounded on in the new testament Mm. and so if you read the new testament writings you would have an understanding of all that god was trying to do in the old Mm. so that's what the new testament is all about Mm. but then the scriptures is the inspiration of god Mm. and so the purpose of the scriptures um still in that same Second Timothy three. Yeah. If you go a little bit back to from um, verse fourteen, it says, "But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, mm-hmm. which are able to make thee wise unto salvation." Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So the whole essence of the scriptures is to bring a man into the wisdom of salvation. So the wisdom of God for humanity is salvation. And so the the Old Testament writings, the holy scriptures like Paul would call it, um, the whole essence of that was to make man understand what God was trying to do in terms of redeeming man from sin and how God went about achieving that. So you would find scriptures. I mean, Jesus at some point speaking to the Pharisees in um, the Gospels, he said, you, I think in, in the book of John, he says, you search the scriptures, thinking in them you find life. Emphatically, the scriptures again is referring to the Old Testament writings, the law and the prophets. Yeah. When we say the law, we're talking about the books of Moses and then the the no. the, the writings of the prophets. And so, um, he said, you search the scriptures, thinking in them you find life. Yeah. Whereas the scriptures point to me as the giver of life. That's um, easy to read translation. It says, but you refuse to come to me. 
to have that life. And so the whole essence of the scriptures was to bring us to the revelation of Christ. The wisdom of God, salvation. And so Paul telling, telling Timothy, he says, For thou hast known the holy scriptures from a child, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Yeah. And so the inspiration of God was to move upon men to write these holy scriptures. Yeah. yeah, so God in those holy scriptures was trying to capture certain dealings that he had with men, certain truths. Yeah. That we are relevant to bring people to the point of understanding salvation. And so, God had consistently throughout time had this thing he did where he preserved his knowledge throughout every generation. And so, if you read... um, in the Old Testament, yeah. God will keep telling them, even when the law was given by Moses, God will keep telling them, um, pass this on to the next generation. Tell this to the next generation and let them tell it to the next and to the next. Yeah. Because why? God wanted throughout every generation for his knowledge to be preserved. Mm. That the knowledge of the glory of God covered the earth. Yeah. As the waters cover the sea. Amazingly, I was having a conversation with my younger brother yesterday. And I asked him about this scripture I just quoted in Habakkuk. And he was, at the knowledge of God's glory. And his reply was that God's glory will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. And I had to stop him right there. Like, hold on, hold on, bro. That's not what it said. It didn't say that God's glory will cover the earth. It said that the knowledge of God's glory... Uh, specific information uh, a specific detail detailed information about god Mm. so not just his glory no no the knowledge of his glory covering the earth as waters covered the sea Mm. god tried to initiate that through adam and um of course we know how we played out with him and all of that and so if you actually read through um genesis you actually kind of begin to discover that there was a pre-adamic race that existed but let's not get into that right now a lot of people get confused when they read uh, where the king get his wife from and all of that that, and so if you actually understand the pre-adamic race you understand what god was trying to achieve when he put a man made in his image yeah. it was more more like um okay so you are going to reset the whole process yeah so because okay. the bible speaking in psalm says the heavens is the lord's but the earth has he given okay to men and so upon the earth man has jurisdiction mm. man has complete authority man um has a will yeah. and god gave man that will so a lot of the things that happen on the earth are based on the choices and the decisions that men take. So God will not just show up and interrupt those processes. But then back to the point of trying to make throughout every generation, God had been consistent with preserving his knowledge. God had been consistent with preserving his knowledge and he had done that throughout every generation. That's how the scriptures came about. But then, let's not miss the point that it's the inspiration of God, holy men moved upon by the Holy Ghost, and so if you actually read um, the dictionary, what the word inspiration um, yeah. actually means, 
um, the idea of inspiration is the fact that there is is not necessarily your original thought as is where. Yeah. But it's not as though you're sitting down and I mean something just takes over you, your eyes become white like the shows in, in Hollywood. Yeah, man. And then you pick a pen, your eyes yeah, are white like and you're trance, just man. you're in a trance. Yeah. That's yeah. not inspiration. <laughs> if if God operated that way then that would be so weird. I mean it will it will it will it will negate his principle of not usurping the will of man. Yeah. Um, if you if you if you look at the dictionary uh, meaning of inspiration, it talks about the process of being mentally stimulated huh. to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Huh. So it's it's, a, it's like a state of being mentally stimulated but then this mental stimulation is actually coming from god so when we say the bible is the inspiration of god the the bible was inspired by god so god through his spirit moved upon men who had a relationship with him based on the revelation or knowledge prevalent to them at the time and in space that they yeah. lived yeah. and through that they could have God inspire them stimulate their minds stimulate their hearts to begin to understand you know you know this makes the thing looks very simple yeah. <laughs> it makes it look very simple because very 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 much I mean, a lot of times we we tend to to make these things look spooky. Yeah, man. The inspiration, you know, God man. just uh, Hollywood has really man. messed us up, man. Yeah, bro. That that's exactly what would have brought me to my next um, question. If these people who were inspired by God were um, perfect humans, no, no, sir, they were not. What qualifications do you you need to have to be inspired by God to have been? have your name recorded or you've been <laughs> the writer of the scriptures yeah so the scriptures to start with were already um compounded yeah. as at the time that jesus came huh. let's let's establish that huh. the scriptures did not begin to get compounded after jesus no 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 no, no. they were already i mean the 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 Although they were in scrolls, oh. it wasn't in a book. Like yeah, today. like we have today, they were on scrolls. So you have yeah. to pick the book of Isaiah and open the scroll and begin to read. Yeah. You have to read, pick the book of Moses. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So you're not picking the book of Moses and you are reading the book of Genesis. You're not picking the book of Genesis. No, 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 yeah. no. You're picking the book of Moses and you're reading through the writings of Moses yeah. so they were scrolls yeah. although when when the whole translation started I mean I don't, I don't want to get into that yeah. um, yet but when the whole trans- translation thing started before they got to scrolls mm. I mean they were writing on leaves mm. and so uh, because these leaves will dry yeah. off over time they they have to keep translating trans yeah. oh my goodness Man. imagine imagine all that went into preserving the knowledge of god yeah. 
from generations past. Right, so these men that God would have inspired to write the scriptures, um, like you asked, were not perfect in terms of the definition of perfection when you look at it from man's perspective they were not perfect I mean nobody God ever used was perfect read your Bible back to back you won't find one person that was perfect that God used that God used to write the scriptures. Funny how I'm actually trying to search. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Maybe I'll see um, Jesus Christ. Or, uh, again, or to write, write the, the scriptures. scriptures. He comes down to that. Uh, A man that God used to write the scriptures perfect. Jesus was actually the only sinless man. Uh-huh. Born of the Holy Ghost. Yes, yeah, so... Somebody asked me that why was Jesus sinless if he was given birth to by Mary? And I said, to start with, even science tells you that the mother does not supply blood to the child. That's why when the child is born and you're trying to find out who is the real father, you do a DNA test. And the DNA reveals that this child belongs to this man. Why? The seed implanted by the man is what gives the child his bloodline. Yeah. And, and so science will even tell you that a woman can have HIV yeah. and and have a child through artificial insemination yeah. and give birth to that child and the child will not have HIV because all she supplies the child is food, mm. not blood. Mm. Do you get that now? Yeah. Yeah. And the life of Every being is in the blood. So the Bible says the life of every being is in the blood. And Jesus, Jesus' blood didn't come from man. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost. But then he came as man. That's the supernatural work of God. So he was, it was possible for him to be the sinless, spotless sacrifice for our sin it was possible for him to be the propitiation for yeah. our sin because he was without sin because even under the old testament you had to have a perfect lamp a spotless lamp yeah. um portraying the idea of purity i mean without yeah. sin yeah. so like i said earlier types and shadows basically jesus is the reality of all of those things yes yeah, so There was no man that was used by God, born of a woman, through the through through the coming together of of a man and a woman who was perfect. That was used of God. In fact, some of some of those men actually, if you read through the scriptures, the scriptures will highlight their stories and show you their weaknesses. Mm. I mean, look at David, for instance, (laughs) who wrote our blessed Psalms. Yeah, yeah, David. Amazing guy. I mean, we're, the one who God said, this is a man after my heart. 
You know, you know, amazingly, we think God said that because David was always apologizing. <laughs> oh, let's not even get into that. Let's not even get into that. I did a study on that. It had nothing to do with David saying, I'm sorry. But the point I'm trying to make is the fact that David was not perfect through and through in every way. Yet he was used of God, yet commended by God. And if you go back to the New Testament, for example, the book... The, the part we call the heroes of faith, yeah. Hebrews 11. Yeah. I mean, see some of the things that were written concerning some of these men. Of this and you will go like, ah, wait, is it that God didn't see what this guy did? Because if you go back to the scriptures and read their chronicles, their stories, yeah. Yeah, but this guy messed up. This guy did that. Yeah. So what that means is that our definition of perfection is not God's. Abraham, for instance, I mean, God gave him a promise. And he waited for how many years? Suddenly Sarah shows up and he succumbs. And Ishmael is birthed through Hagar. And then Hagar rather, not Hagar. And there's an issue. Sarah says, they have to leave my house. After she has her own child. Strange story. And... Abraham goes to God. God says, listen to your wife. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> okay, that's like a whole new topic. But I mean, like, bro, yeah, bro, you're, you're listen to your wife. <laughs> you're on your own, listen to your wife, George. <laughs> if you have one. I didn't mean to do that, but Lord. you need a wife to listen to though. Yeah, so back to the story, back to the point of trying to make. Yeah. Then you go to read in the New Testament, and then God says in the book of Romans that, in the book of Hebrews 11, that Abraham staggered not. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Who? He staggered not. And so what that means is that God's definition of perfection is not ours. And so God, in his mercy, chooses to use, in our definition, imperfect men. Mm. So God has been, I mean, he has been classic known for picking up imperfect men and using them through their imperfections. Yeah, I said through their imperfections. Being then um, scriptures as were written by men, how, what are their purposes like? You mentioned a purpose to be salvation. Yeah. And yeah, so how does the, the scripture do that? Then? Right, so um, in the scriptures, like I said, you find all of these books. Yeah. But then the whole essence of all of these books was pointing towards something that God was trying to achieve for humanity. Because man fell in Adam. Yeah. And... God initiated redemption plan from there. And so but you begin to read through the scriptures, everything you see God doing through every time, through every every generation, through yeah. every dispensation, everything you see God doing yeah. was gearing towards that main purpose he was trying to achieve for man. And so if you read in the scriptures, a lot of the 
events, a lot of the stories, a lot of the laws, for instance, in the law, in the, in, in in the writings of Moses, in the laws, where where the book of Hebrews calls them types and shadows of that which was to come. So God was trying to preserve the revelation of what he was trying to achieve through all of that. So what that means is, oh, oh, so are you trying to say that the law was not actually given for me to keep here? That's basically what I'm trying to say. And oh, there's nothing I'm saying that is not in scriptures. I'm just, I'm just trying to buy us some time because yeah. if not, we'll, we'll just keep opening from one scripture to the other and keep seeing it back to back. It's laden everywhere in the New Testament. Remember I said the New Testament was the revelation. Was the Old Testament revealed? It was the revelation of what God was saying through all the events and all the things that happened in the Old Testament. Partly why David was called a man after God's heart because he came into the revelation of what God was trying to do. I don't, like I said, I don't have the time to begin to show you because there are a lot of scriptures we're going to have to start to read for that. And what we're doing right now is timed. Yes, so... One of the scriptures, which was what I read earlier in Second Timothy yeah. chapter 3, verses um, 14 to 16, yeah. says, And thou, in verse 15, hast known the holy scriptures from a child, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation. Mm. Right, so... If you begin to read in the New Testament, that's where you start to see and understand, oh, so this was actually what God was trying to do when I read in the scriptures, in the Old Testament writings about this story. So when you now begin to understand redemption and salvation, when you go back to read the Old Testament, a lot of things will start to make sense. A lot of stories will come more alive you start to see, oh, this is why God acted this way towards this person. This was why God acted towards this. And then you see God, for instance, preserving certain families, certain people group throughout a certain generation. He just keeps preserving, finding a man, preserving, finding a man. So if you trace, I mean, for instance, the genealogy of... um, the birth of Jesus. You yeah. trace it all the way down to David. Yeah. All these, in quotes, imperfect men. Yeah. And so all that God kept doing was preserving a person, a people, a family, a race for himself. Yeah. A tribe for himself. And so when you read the, the, the Old Testament writing, the scriptures, you would find all of that revealed. It was to the end that the Savior was to be born for unto us a child is born mm. unto us a son is given mm. the government should be upon each other etc etc you will be called Emmanuel yeah. God yeah. with us you read in Isaiah 53 for instance the prophecy of Isaiah mm. 
he was wounded for our transgressions yeah. he was bruised for our iniquities if you read backward he says he was we thought he was smitten and stricken for something he did but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him yeah. and by his stripes we were healed so you find the revelation of Christ scattered all through the holy scriptures you find it littered everywhere. You find redemption story, God trying to pinpoint what he was going to do throughout the writings of the scriptures. And so God's will now presently is for all men to be saved yeah. and come to the knowledge of the truth. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his yeah. word only begotten so the, the whole end of the scriptures is to bring you into the revelation of the knowledge of god in understanding what god had done for humanity for the world and for you because you're part of the world yeah. in christ jesus how that had affected your life the transformation that brings into your life yeah the growth that brings into your life, growing in that knowledge and in that truth, being established in it, and then getting other men saved and established in the same knowledge and in the same truth. So that, that's the basic found. Let me be honest. I, I, I'll say this. The yeah. main, the, the purpose of the scriptures of the Bible is not to make you wealthy as much as God God desires for you to be in health and prosper, yeah. even as your soul does. Yeah. As much as he has given us all that pertains to life and godliness, yeah. the essence of the scripture is to make you wise unto salvation. Wow. The essence of the scripture is not to show you how to find a wife, as amazing as finding one will be. You know this very popular scripture we read for marriage, Ephesians. Yeah, yeah, Ephesians yeah, 5, yeah. very popular. Husbands, love your wife yeah, as yeah. Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wives, submit. Mm. And so the day the man needs to remind his wife that she's yeah. not being submissive, he, he knows exactly where to go and reads that particular portion mm. and puts a full stop. Mm. You see, wives submit you're not a submissive wife the day the woman is trying to get some love i mean from her husband she goes there husbands love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself and not giving yourself for me and stuff like that but sir if you actually read down to the last couple of statements yeah. down there he says this is a mystery but i speak concerning christ and the church in essence, I know what I'm saying sounds exciting, but I'm actually trying to actually explain the relationship between Christ and the church to you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you get so... The whole essence of the Bible is to bring us into an understanding of who God is, who, who Jesus is, what God in Christ did for us, yeah. what it, what what redemption, what salvation, what the forgiveness of sins is all about. Understand what God has brought to us in Christ Jesus, which is eternal forgiveness of sins. Receiving that, growing in the knowledge of it, 
if you read Ephesians 4, it talks about the what we call um, some call it fivefold ministry, come some call it fourfold ministry, whatever you call it. Yeah. The whole essence when you read Ephesians 4, you will find that it says for the essence why these guys are giving us gifts to the church. Yeah. The essence why this ministry gifts exist within the church. It says for the perfecting of the saints. Oh. For the equipping of the saints. Yeah. For the work of the ministry. And she says that keeps happening until we all come to the unity of faith. Mm. We begin to look like one man in what we believe. Mm. Not like one man tolerating what another person believes. You know what? For long we've thought like that. We yeah. think, we actually think coming to the unity of faith is, oh, now we are at peace. And so irrespective of what you believe yeah there's need for tolerance no doubt mm. but it's not saying unity of faith is i agree with you irrespective of what you believe yeah. no 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 it is unity of faith in that we begin to look alike in what we believe mm. looking like one perfect man so that's the whole essence of the yeah, scriptures yeah. of the bible that's the priority of the Bible. That's the priority of Christianity. Bringing all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. Right. And so, in the midst of this whole thing is the Holy Ghost. I mean, he's the facilitator of this work. He's the center figure that pushes all of this um, and facilitates the revelation of God's word, the understanding of God's word. So if you understand this, the Bible this way, yeah. there's less, there's less um, contradictions. Yeah, really. There's less confusions. I mean, you don't go to the script, to the Bible anymore, thinking about what it's, it's, it's trying to say and trying to force your mindsets on it you go to the bible seeking revelation from the holy ghost mm. and what he will reveal to you is christ that's what jesus said when he was talking about the coming of the holy ghost okay <clears throat> so uh a a compilation of different books written over time that tells a story of um god's people how he preserved his people into um, the birth of Jesus Christ yeah. and the purpose of the scriptures uh, to make sure that men are saved and work in that salvation. So, um, with that in mind, do we still have, are we still expecting further books coming to no, sir. the Bible? <laughs> no. And because it almost seems like, and did God stop working if, no, God didn't stop working, but we're not expecting more books. Okay. Um, the reason for that is this, this, there's this general um, acceptance in Christianity yeah. that the Bible has been canonized. Now, that doesn't mean that there are no books that have been written. For instance, I have books I'm trying to write that are Bible-related books. Yeah. There are people who have written a lot of materials out yeah, there. Yeah, could we call those scriptures? No. <laughs> because if you actually read those books, they are books that are drawn from the scriptures. 
okay yeah so you find the scriptural quotations and a lot of that within them oh, yeah okay. so th- there is no new ideology that's the point so there's nothing ha <sighs> mm-hmm. paul says this yeah um to timothy he says commit these things i've committed to you to faithful men paraphrasing now to faithful men who will also teach others the word also dear is the same thing meaning commit these things to faithful men who will commit the same thing to other men so the communication of the revelation of the scriptures is one but it's repetition is repetition so when a man grabs the understanding and is established in it he takes the same truth not another and repeats it over and over again to every other man gets established in the same truth so if you're talking about other books being written sir um one of the challenges you begin to discover is one of the things you'll be expecting is something new is something new you'll be expecting not what is already in the bible To start with, the New Testament as we know it were mostly written by men who had a, 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 not just a revelation, but a relationship with the Lord Jesus when he walked the earth. Okay. They knew um, him. Yeah. And he taught them. This is the reason why the original writings of the epistles in terms of when those particular books were written and other books that are being written now, yeah. we trust all of that more. Reason because it's first-hand information. One, to start with. Yeah. Have you ever tried to give and pass an information to somebody and you passed it through like five or seven different channels? Yeah, you end up getting a wrong Either wrong or misplaced or misunderstood or not completely yeah. understood or yeah. some meanings get lost yeah. along the way. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we trust the purity of the revelation in the epistles is because it's firsthand. Jesus, the Bible speaking in Acts chapter 1, before he got ascend before he ascended into the heavens the bible tells us in the book of acts chapter 1 that he spent over 40 days after his resurrection teaching his disciples teaching them so question what was it he had been teaching them before he died that he felt the need to come and explain to them the ex- the epistles will tell you that The epistles will tell you that. So we trust that more because of the authenticity of the sources. Do you understand? Mm. And so you now find the book of Revelation more like canonizing the Bible when when um, John received his revelation and then you, you now find the statement at the end that, that talks about um, um, nothing added to the to those revelations and nothing yeah. subtracted if, if anyone does that god will add the plagues written in those books yeah. and anyone subtracts god will subtract from him yeah. basically so you have that of that on authority 
So God more like endorsing the work that had been done up until that time. So all we do from that point is keep reveling in the same truth. Keep revealing. We keep expounding throughout every generation the same truth, sir. The same truth. The same truth. There is no new rema. <laughs> there is no new. That's where error comes from. Once somebody begins to yearn for something different, something new, yeah. you step out of the boundaries of Christ. You step outside the revelation of Christ because you want something new outside the scriptures, uh, outside the Bible, brother. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible has been canonized. Emphatically speaking, it yeah. has been canonized. Yeah, well, so thank well, God for a lot of the literatures we have yeah. out there that if you read every Bible literature out there, the whole essence is to keep revealing the same truth to you. Yeah. Where the challenge now lies is where you now have people who have no understanding of scriptures or who are not giving a right divide, like Paul encouraged Timothy, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do you understand? So a proper understanding of God's word, I mean, amazingly, we were talking earlier, and I was telling you about the fact that I had to drag, I mean, some people, my my family and all some other people, to yet attend, (laughs) I mean, another discipleship program, basically. I mean, I've attended a few, but to yet attend another, why? To get them grounded and established in this same truth because a man that does not understand the scriptures will believe wrongly about god Mm. will believe wrongly about himself Mm. and that automatically equals wrong living Mm. but a man that believes right about god's word will believe rightly about who god is will believe rightly about himself and would ultimately begin to live right amazing oh well so uh let's I, let's wrap it up and we've said a lot quite quite a lot i think i'll be in a better in a good position now if asked what the bible was to give some reasonable hmm. response like um I think that part of the Bible being written by men yeah. um, who are who are imperfect is re- really got a grip on me because I don't know where we got it from, yeah? But the idea that there is a certain level of qualifications that you need to have <laughs> kept before um, God, God uses. can use you or transform you. I think it would bring me down to wanting to know more about you, Samuel. Mm. Yeah, I mean, how did you how did you get here, pastor? Have you always been a pastor? I have to, I have to laugh laugh <laughs> as a rap. Ha ha ha. What? Just uh, you say what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how did you get here, pastor? Bro, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bro, because. Um, to hear you talk like this, bro, I mean, you need Sounds to see how Sounds exciting. Yeah. I, and then, like, this guy must have fallen from heaven. You get? Oh, he yeah. has kept a very, I mean, 
sitting down right here talking to you, I, I don't even consider myself to be perfect based on the definition of perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yes. But okay. amazingly, yeah. I'm amazingly used of God. <laughs> oh. Amazingly, I mean, I have such an amazing relationship with Him. Amazingly, I have understanding of His Word. Hmm. Amazingly, I get revelation. Amazingly, I walk in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Hmm. Still imperfect. How, how, how did you get there? Ah, I found God. I found His love. Yes, yeah, so I think that that will take us a bit back. Yeah. Um, like you rightly pointed out, we were actually childhood friends. Yeah. And um, yeah. we we lost contact, I think, primary three. Yeah, primary three. Or so. And and a lot of details there. That yeah, there was a crisis that happened back then in KD yeah, and all of that. And... Now, fast forward to a couple of years after, before I got into the university in 2011, in 2012, yeah. I, I finished school 2011, I'm secondary school. My, my mom made sure I went through every class. <laughs> so, uh, you mean you must not skip primary six? Yeah. I got double promotion twice. They denied me. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> For the process. Uh, yeah. So, I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I would have I would have finished school quite earlier than, yeah. than usual. Yeah. But then, as bright as I was as a kid, yeah. I was not born again. Huh? I was in a Christian home. My dad was a pastor. Yeah. You get. I mean, every morning we have morning devotion, family devotion. We pray. They ask me to pray in the house. <laughs> and I go in the name of Jesus or in Jesus' oh, name. Yeah, Father, we God. thank you for today and all of that, etc., etc. Et but I wasn't saved and I did not know. I didn't know I wasn't saved because I thought I was born into a Christian home. I thought I was a pastor's kid. I thought I was yeah. serving in the church. I mean, you ought to be, I mean. I mean, I thought I, thought I had a relationship with God based on all of these indices. I was in the choir. I could sing. I mean, I was using my voice. But then this was the challenge. Yeah. All of that was going on and I was depressed at some point suicidal because there were mistakes I kept making over and over and over again. And every time I tried to stop, the harder I became, caught up in certain addictions. And every day I go like, Lord, I will not do this again. Forgive me. If I do it again, kill me. (laughs) Stuff like that. And after two weeks, it looks like you you have it straight. And so basically I was caught up in religion. I think that's the summary. I was caught up in religion. And like Paul would say, Having a form of godliness, yeah. but denying the power thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, mm. for it is the power of God yeah. unto salvation. So you merge that together, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Yeah. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. So I didn't know the gospel. Let me put, put it that way. Yeah. And when we're talking about the gospel, we're talking about the details about what Jesus 
I mean, did for us. Second, sorry, I think that's First Corinthians 15, verse 1. I delivered unto you that which I received, how that Christ died for us according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures. And he rose on the third day according to the scriptures. So based on the authority of the scriptures, we know this to be true. So that is the detail of the gospel. But I didn't, all I knew was receive Jesus and you go to heaven and escape hell. That's not the gospel. And I didn't know. And so we were out every altar call. I, can't, I lost count of the number of uh, altar calls oh I came out for, but I, I was not saved. There was no eternal life in me to influence any real change. Mm. So I would keep struggling over and over again. I'm like, ah, I'm a pastor's son. Eventually yeah. I stopped trying. Like, you know what? Let's just do, live this bad. looks like they were being called to live this bad life. <laughs> so let's just leave it. And so I just went down that path. By the time I was getting admission in school, I was prepping myself very well. Let me just leave the house. So I felt like my father's house was the leash on me. And keeping track and making sure I was doing everything right. So I was living right for the wrong reasons. I was not even saved to start with. Until I got into school. And had an encounter with God in a worship meeting. And um, that encounter actually wasn't salvation. Let me be very emphatic. It was just me experiencing, having an experiential feeling of what the love of God felt like. I mean, I felt it like liquid flowing all over me that day. And I was on the floor weeping uncontrollably. I felt like my whole life was just placed before me. I saw how very dirty and filthy I was. And still in that instance, I was feeling this very immense love wrapping itself around me. And I was like, what's the meaning of this? And so that began my journey. Where it actually got established was a few weeks after then, I came in contact with the details of the gospel. I came in contact with the truth of God's word and I understood what it meant to be born again. I understood what it meant to receive the life of Christ and I had that turn around and I got saved and I knew I was saved. That ended altar calls for me. (laughs) Got filled with the Holy Ghost alone in my room afterwards. Yeah. I mean, and that that just set me off. From that day on, I mean, my my entire life's journey had been about bringing men to the knowledge of that truth, wow. getting men to experience that love, not just the way I experienced it by having the power of God come upon me and experience all I experienced, but getting them to experience that love from understanding what I began to understand from God's word. Because that was what actually helped me understand what happened to me that day. That the power of God came upon me. I mean, that was the first time that ever happened to me. Coming from where I was coming from, again, a religious background. I mean, the only time you get to see somebody on the floor possibly was a demon they were shouting out. Do you understand? So when that happened to me, it was weird. It wasn't, I was like, am I I possessed? Like you're broken. But then I knew what I felt was love, but I couldn't explain it. The revelation of God's word explained it to me. Mm. So I accepted that. 
it's important to say this because people feel I am saved because I had an ex- encounter, I had an experience. Yeah. I am saved because I went to a crusade, I got healed. Yeah. I am saved because I'm from a Christian home. Yeah. I am saved because I play keyboard yeah. in church. I play bass, I play the drum. I've been in church for 20 years, for 15 years, yeah. for 19 years. Hands have been laid on me. I mean, they've prayed, my pastor has prayed for me. Yeah. I mean, Bishop so and so and so laid his hands on me apostle so and so laid his hands on me in one meeting and now i'm saved i saw flashes of light no the bible in romans 10 from um verses 7 all the way down to 10 it says at some point it says um um with the heart man believes unto salvation and with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness it says how shall they call on whom they have not what heard but and how shall they hear unless someone preaches to them and so the the gospel is preached it's important to emphasize this and that is what um, brings a man to the point of salvation so i mean that was a turnaround from me and I understanding the forgiveness and the love of God which I had yeah. received and understanding that the, the price that Christ had paid for me yeah. ended my struggle with trying to be perfect. Yeah. I stopped struggling to be perfect and I just embraced God's love and in, I mean tremendous things began happening in my life. I mean I, God started to use me in amazing ways. To touch a lot of young people's lives and oh. we've been doing that for the past 10 years yeah, yeah. this year will make it 10 years oh. this year yeah this year is going to make it 10 years and so we've been on 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 it 10 years not as a pastor though yeah. not i mean hey you voice all of this and we'll do a whole lot more of this i coming. look forward to it yeah i look forward to clearing my schedule <laughs> <laughs> for a whole lot more of this man yeah really so um any last thought? Hmm. Generally. I remembered you asked me this the last time. <laughs> Any last words? And I think I, f- I feel I should still say the same thing I said, yeah. which is you can know God for yourself, yeah. which is God's will for you is that you be saved. Yeah. And you are not saved because you attend some church. You are not saved because you are the baddest keyboardist and you play in every worship concert. You are not saved because you were born into a Christian home. You are saved because you have believed the details of the gospel. Mm. And that's what gets a man saved. Mm. With a heart, man believes and with a mouth, confession is made unto righteousness. Ness, right so if you are not born again you need to get saved that's where the life of god eternal life is birthed in you in your spirit if any man be in christ second corinthians five seventeen, he is a new creature so if you keep struggling in your own ability and your strength you will never get it right you need to become a new creature that's where the power becomes resident on the inside of you for real transformation and change. And then when you grow in the knowledge and in that understanding, you begin to experience the depth and the realities of your salvation. 
So get born again, get filled with the Holy Ghost if you are not. Find a Bible believing church. No, you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Bible believing church. You know, <laughs> that sounds funny, but the definition of Bible believing church is not a church that carries the Bible and does all manner of acrobatics with it. It's a church that actually teaches the truth of the gospel. How that Christ died for your sins according to the gospel. He was buried for your sins according to the gospel and then he rose for your justification. If you don't believe yet, believe that. As I have said it, you can just declare with your mouth and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you came in the flesh and you died for my sins. You rose, you were buried and you rose again for my justification. I receive it and I believe in my heart as I have received it that I am born again and right now I am a new creature. That is, it is as simple as that. And then you start to grow in the knowledge of that declaration you have made. Yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. So, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, uh, where, can, where can we find you? Okay, I am on social media. Back, I'm back online. I'm on social media. So, you can find me on Facebook at um, facebook.com forward slash iobami28. Facebook.com or you just... Type in, uh, forgotten the the code. Okay, yeah, just facebook.com slash for forward slash iobami28. Okay, Instagram at um, d that's t h e z dot elder dot seven elder dot seven number seven, not the letter seven, number seven. So d dot elder dot seven. On, on Twitter as well, D underscore Elder7, D underscore Elder7. So, I yeah. think those are the major social what's, media platforms. What's the 7? Is that like a... Yeah, it's just, it's just a generic identification mm-hmm. I chose to use. Because yeah, yeah. a lot of... Um, I, I, uh, the username was already taken. So, so <laughs> how do you use 7? So, so there you go. Um, please follow up with Samuel and get more of his amazing, amazing inspiration. For Samuel saying he's coming back, I think he he meant he's coming back fully. We'll be having our content. I think you used to do <laughs> some writings. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that's what you, was. Is that what you mean by your fully back online? Are we going to be seeing a lot of inspiration? Yeah. Face. That was Facebook. Yeah. That, yeah. Yes, right. so I'm I'm going to resume that. Actually, I'm back online. Meaning, if you message me, I will, I will respond. respond. Oh, That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, but oh, I'm not actively posting. Right. Yeah, but then you All can right. actually go to my Instagram. Yeah. Sorry, my Facebook, and you can go back to my previous post as That's back amazing. as 2012. Yeah, and read up, and you will be you no. Know, I guarantee you, you will be blessed uh, out of your socks uh, as far back as 2012. Amazing. All right. So, um, um, thank mommy, Nima, for <laughs> letting someone spend this much time here today. So, who do we get uh, as thank, thank Nima for permitting George. the Lord. <laughs> Give the Lord the glory for <laughs> Thank the Lord for my kids, guy. All the time, I see The Lord will do it for you. <laughs> Amen, bro. <laughs> Don't mind me. I, I like to throw shades at him. <laughs> Samuel. So, um, 
Luca, uh, I think, yeah, that's all. Thank you for listening. And please do well to um, share this with your listeners, with your friends, family, and anybody who you would care to, to learn more about God's Word or hear these amazing stories. I mean, some want your stories is one. And um, I think we didn't really dig in to really get those, but I got you, bro. Watch out for me, man. I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> and right. I'm ready for these questions. <laughs> All right. So thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Here you go, guys. That does it for this episode. Remember, God wants you to step out in your imperfection to do the things that he has laid in your heart to do. As nobody is actually truly perfect. Please subscribe, like, and share this podcast and join us every week for a new episode. We have an amazing episode coming next week where we have Dari, that event guy, will be coming through to share his own stories and hopefully we'll find it a little more relatable. Don't forget to share your voicemail on the link below. We want to hear your contributions. They are important to us. So share your contributions, ask your questions, Click on the voice note and get engaged and be a part of this show. Thank you. Do have a lovely day.